All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Printem Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. I am Screwhead Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss a horror movie from all over. So, before we get started, Andrew, mm-hmm. it's the season. It's the season? It's the season. Halloween? It's time. It's time. We are recording this on October 18th, 2020, and you know what time it is. It's time for the fucking Christmas decorations to get put up. Oh, yeah. It's way outside its lane, but we're going to go ahead and do that. And unfortunately, we are going to be contributing to that today by talking about the... Oh, God. What year is this? What year is this moving? Three? What year is... No, it's older than that, right? Is anyway, it? we're talking about Jack Frost. Not the Michael Keaton one, but the... Holy shit, 1997. Jesus. 1997. Yeah, I knew it was a 90s movie. Damn. We are going to be talking about the 1997 movie Jack Frost, and not the Michael Keaton one, the actual horror one starring Shannon Elizabeth and absolutely no one else of note. Nope. So, yes. Um, we're going to do that. I promise we're going to return to something Halloween for our next episode, but I just, I really wanted to watch this movie. This was my suggestion, and my history with this movie, I remember reading about it back during the 90s internet, you know, when YouTube really wasn't a thing, and it was just articles of screenshots of the movie and a plot description, and then I also remember, too, a lot of people talking about, well, you know, my kids wanted to watch the Michael Keaton Jack Frost about a dead dad who turns into a snowman and comes back and tries to be in their kids' lives again because he's such a busybody, but I accidentally got this one. So, this is Jack Frost. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah, Andrew, I, huh? sorry? what's up? I, 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 think, I think that's a very common story. I feel like that's like the the hallmark of this movie is its uh, confusion with that Michael Keaton version. For the yeah. this movie. Like, I feel like I remember always seeing this thing in like the, the VHS section, like in like the, the movie store. Like, you would go there and they'd have like the one with like the little like the holographic lit cover that you could turn back and forth and he would go from like an instant snowman face to like a snowman with fangs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I actually didn't see that one, but I kind of can see how it works right there because, I mean, the cover of this is snowman with these got gnarly teeth and glowing green eyes. And, I mean, it definitely looks like a horror movie, but I'm wondering if someone picked that movie up accidentally. Or maybe it was just the blockbuster thing, because a lot of the blockbuster places had the nondescript covers. Oh, yeah. So they picked that up. It doesn't say, like, yeah, like Jack Frost, the horror movie. It just says Jack Frost. Yeah, it just says Jack Frost, and it gives the director and several of the actors in the short description on the back right there. But, I mean, this is rated R, so, well, we'll see. You well, know, this, this it was the 90s. First, right? No one cared about the other, the other one uh, came after, didn't it? I think uh, I think the one with Michael Keaton came between this moment and the second one. Let's find out. So the Michael Keaton one, I have the Amazon page pulled up right now, but there is no year. <sighs> it's existed forever. What the hell? It's been there all along. Uh, 1999. So oh, wow. this came out two years before the Michael Keaton one came out. Damn. Yeah. Stupid, whatever you call it, that guy, yeah. person, Michael Keaton. And not only that, Jack Frost was uh, direct-to-video as well, so never came out in theaters. Wait, which one do you think is a better IMDb rating? Uh, 
I don't know. Let's go find that out right now. All right, all right, all right. All right you go to the you go to the horror one. I will go to the Michael Keaton one. Do, 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 See. Do. Oh, 1998, IMDb says, for the Michael Keaton one. All right. Oh, okay. We're going to say we're gonna say it at the same time, okay? All right. Three, two, one. Four point six. Four. Damn. Damn. All right, Just well, wait, okay. one point more. Now, let's go see, let's go see what uh, Ron Tomatoes has to say, because I feel like, even though I don't trust them, I still feel like you know, they have different scores. Let's see. Because I feel like this Jack Frost is a more enjoyable movie. I don't know. I've never seen the Michael Keaton one. What? Oh, God. All right. So, Jack Frost, uh, the horror movie, has a 7% tomato meter and a 31% audience score. Okay. And let's see. Jack Frost, Michael Keaton, has 19% tomato meter and 39% audience score. Mm. So, the audience believed roughly the same thing. It's it's the critics that apparently thought that Michael Keaton's performance was a tour de force. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Oh, man. I, I will admit, the snowman in Michael Keaton's version looks like an actual snowman. So that's that's helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um, this Jack Frost, uh, the one we're going to be talking about today, is obviously a very low-budget, direct-to-video release. And it is hilariously bad with how much they had to strain for the special effects. <laughs> and they use every single trick in the book. They use cutaways. They use models that you only see from the back. They see... Um, occasional just like sock puppet like things. It's really just weird. So anyway, uh, do you want to get started with our Jack Frost? Sounds good to me. All right. So how does this movie start off? So this movie starts off really weirdly. Uh, it starts off with a grandpa, I think, talking to his little daughter who has like the most annoying voice ever. Like mm-hmm. it's the most like old old lady doing a child's voice ever, and she's like, <laughs> Uncle Henry, tell me a story. Uh, and he's like, Do you want a happy story? Or a scary story. She wants a happy, scary story because she's like that annoying bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just very—it's a weird way to start the movie because I guess they're trying to parody the Christmas story type of thing where they frame it in a device in terms of someone actually just telling the story for nostalgia purposes. This mm-hmm. movie is big on Christmas parody, but these characters are never brought up again. Um, no, so it's just like one way to do the credits, and I did quite like the credits aside for the annoying voices they pan around to a christmas tree and every single actor and actress is on there as an ornament and that's how they do that yeah well, it I just feel feels like, like it goes on way too long now no, no exactly like i feel like it was it was kind of cool at first and you're just like wow is this gonna end like <laughs> like i was waiting for the uncle to be like no nah, i'm gonna kill you or you know some kind of like twist or because like, the uncle seemed like a deranged kind of guy because he told mm-hmm. a story about how jack killed these people and he put their bodies in pies um and then yeah, like, the uncle or the, the the grandpa is an absolute psychopath he's, oh yeah. or a sociopath. He's just like, yeah, and then you know, dismember the guy and put their bodies in there. Oh, the serial killer was really weird. And then the granddaughter's just like, but grandpa, I just wanted to hear a Christmas story. Why are you telling me all this terrible stuff? Please stop. Yeah. And grandpa's like, no, no, I will not stop. <laughs> I, I always like, he's like, why does he kill people? Maybe because he didn't get enough hugs, or maybe because he got too many hugs. And she's like, I don't like this story anymore. <laughs> Please, please stop. No, and I also love it because um, I feel like, you know, this is a very timely movie for us because we just watched Sleep Stalker. And I feel like uh-huh. it's the exact same plot. He's like, because he's like, oh, and the police found him. But then, he's gonna be, but then uh, you know, after he got caught, he's going to go put to death and then he'll come back. Yeah, so like, instead of sand, it's snow. Yep. And then otherwise, it's pretty much the same thing. It honestly is. Like, even when he, like, 
you know, spreads his body on pulls somebody into it. It's very, very sleep soccer esque. Uh-huh. I feel like this, this is the spiritual successor to Sleepwalker. Sleep soccer. <laughs> it's like if like if sleep soccer was supposed to be in the Nightmare on Elm Street universe, this is supposed mm-hmm. to be in the sleep stalking universe. That makes sense. So anyway, we've got two police officers, correctional officers. I don't know who they are. They're in law enforcement of some kind, and they're transporting our main villain, who is Jack, Jack Frost. Frost, of course. That's <laughs> the name of the movie. <laughs> I like this name. Uh, no, Jack Frost. My, in my in my head, I was just like, oh no, his name wasn't really Jack Frost, was it? It's, oh, oh god, it was. It was. That's right. I had a monetary brain fart there. Yes. Anyway, they're tra- they're transporting the serial killer Jack Frost to be executed in a neighboring execution facility slash prison, and they drive through the town of Snowmonton, which is exactly where most of the movie takes place. Um, I love that it's called Snowmonton. There's like yes. Because I, I feel like at, there's sometimes they try kind of hard in this movie, and there are other times like that. We're just like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah but I, I do love how the correction officers are just talking about shit about jack frost the entire time like mm-hmm. in case we didn't know that jack frost was a really bad serial killer in the opening credits when the grandpa's talking to his granddaughter now most definitely the correction officers are just like hey you're a real piece of shit jack frost you killed all those people yeah. well, I, I love to like then some backwater sheriff caught you and it's just like wait i can't remember when we see I, I know I know this is like premature, but when we see him catch him, quote unquote, uh-huh. it's the most like because like you know our, our, our protagonist in this film is the sheriff who tries who tries to uh, who caught him previously and, and him trying to uh-huh. uh, stop him again. But the way he catches him is so just like I feel like it's so not anger inducing that I'm surprised at the vendetta that he has against the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very casual about it, and then he just screams and he's just like, "I'll come back to haunt you." But it's just it doesn't seem. Anyway, we'll get to that scene when we get to it. Mm. So these two correctional officers are driving along the road, and they are run off the road by a dude pouring coffee into his thermos, and of course the place crashes. But not before Jack Frost kills the other inmates in the van with him. Oh, he's a guard. We make... Oh, he's the actual guard? I thought he was another inmate. No, he's a guard. He... He's, he's, oh, okay, he's the gotcha. back guard. But for some reason, yes, right. and how he kills him. It's, they don't even show how he does it. Like, no, they oh, don't. Like, we, we see him... We see him in the back with the guy. He asks for a smoke. The guy blows smoke in his face. We cut back to him later, and the guy is underneath his foot, and he snaps his neck with his foot. Uh-huh. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's very weird. Anyway, Jack Frost is thrown from the very, very back of the truck, and um, I, the other truck that ran into him was a genetic research company, and the tanker that the other truck is pulling up starts to catch on fire, and Jack Frost is just like, ha, 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 I'm free, and... <laughs> Then Jack's just like, all right, well, wait a second. You've got the guns. Let's talk about it for a second. And then the tanker blows up, and Jack Frost is doused with this chemical, <laughs> unknown chemical. It's basically just water, then. <laughs> yes, and I, I do love how Jack Frost looks at the tanker as it's exploding and then goes, oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got a lot of, like, Chucky vibes from Jack Frost in this movie. Just, like, yeah, his I dialogue when really he delivers it. It felt, it felt uh-huh. very, like, Brad Dourif-inspired. It, it really did. Um, yeah. So we zoom into the molecular level, which is basically straight out of Jurassic Park, where we get this little cartoon, this educational cartoon of all his red blood cells turning into... Snowflakes. Snowflakes. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And then finally the snow starts to move, and one of the guards that survived the crash is just like, oh, no, I'm going to shoot at the snow, and we cut away to our main character. Well, I love, too, the way that he's like, this stuff, the watery stuff falls on him, and he starts decomposing. 
but basically it goes it's it it goes from like his body to him leaning over to like him having like pustules on his face to like a bloody kind of like mannequin to his mm-hmm. outline like squeeze of ketchup on the snow. <laughs> yes, and, and I, I, I love it too because like when he when you look at his at his hands in the snow, his hands instead of like the outline of you know like a normal human sculpture, it's like the outline of like a twig, like that like the yes. twig hand of like a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So we are introduced to our main character after this, who is driving with his wife, who is Sam Tiller. Um, and I want to pause for a second because I was just looking up his Wikipedia page. Uh, Sam Tiller, unfortunately, the actor passed away on January 25th, 2008 uh, from an avalanche. Oh, damn. Jack Frost yeah, came back was, with vengeance. Uh, I know. He was skiing, apparently, in the San Bernardino County in California, and he uh, was killed in an avalanche. Like, as much as that's a horrible thing, do you think when he died, he thought, like... <laughs> this is this is my penance for being in Jack Frost. Yeah, like, you know, he was in, he was in Jack Frost. He's in Jack Frost 2. I don't know if he survives that one or not, but I, I could see this as, like, you know... I, I think the logical third step of Jack Frost is he becomes an avalanche. I could see that, you know. I guess so, too. No, I, I think the logical third step of Jack Frost is they just go ham with the Christmas. Well, I mean, the second one takes place on a Caribbean island, so... Uh, I don't know, but I, I feel like if I were to do the progression of this, I would just go full Christmas. I would have him turn into, or I would have him find an evil, evil Santa Claus in some way, and then the two of them would team up, and it would be Santa Claus and Jack Frost killing people. I feel like in the modern cultural context, we'd have to have some like frozen jokes in there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, some like let it go, and he'd like drop something <laughs> on somebody. Yep. Anyway, so we cut back to uh, the cop and his wife driving along, and the wife is just like, hey, let Jack Frost out of your head. He's gone. He's going to be executed today or tomorrow, whatever it is. And then we cut back to um, another flashback, or not another flashback, just in a flashback of him arresting Jack Frost. <laughs> and how does this happen, Andrew? It, it's literally like he pulls over. Like, So we just cut to him pulling over in his car, and he sees an empty car. And then Jack Frost, human, appears on the side. And he's like, oh, he's taking a piss. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, all right, go back in your car. He's like, all right. And then he, like, yells out something. I forget what he, he, like, he, like, gets himself in trouble for no reason. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to find out where my notes are on it. But I feel like he just, like, yells something out. And he's like, all right, I guess I should be suspicious of you. Uh-huh. But, like, it didn't, like, the way the grandpa tells the story, they're like, ooh, they're after him. And he was a killer. And that's how he got caught. But it seems more like he, the sheriff just kind of randomly found him. Yeah. Now, the sheriff just randomly pulls him over, and then he's just like, what, what are you doing on here? Do you have engine trouble? And he goes, no, no, I don't have engine trouble. I have bladder trouble. So I'm assuming, like, he saw him peeing on the side of the road and pulled him over to arrest him for indecent uh, exposure or something like that. And then he starts walking towards the vehicle, and the, car go, the, ca- the cop goes, you know, no, stay away from the vehicle. And he's just like, I gotta get my license. No, stay away from the vehicle. Do you want me to get my license, or do you want me to get stay away from the vehicle? And then that's when the gun gets pulled on him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, very... I don't know, today's political climate, it's all over the place. But he arrests him for basically putting him in an impossible situation. Yep. <laughs> so... Then we cut later on to him being sentenced to death after the trial has gone through, and then he basically blames the cop and says, hey, so I'm going to blame you, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to murder all of you. Yep. And that's how it is. (laughs) And stumbles across the scene of the truck uh, running on over in the thing, and he sees exactly that, oh, Jack Frost has escaped. Yep. Or he died, the car crashed, but he died somehow. 
Yeah, I think at this point he, he doesn't know that it was Jack Frost, does he? No. Mm-hmm. No. But it's weird when they drive by. So the kid's really fucking weird, and he's like, oh, look at, all, look at this morbid scene. Holy shit. But he yes. says, like, touch my finger, touch my knee, praise the Lord it wasn't me. <laughs> like, <laughs> again, the super sleep soccer risk. I'm just like, what the fuck? Who says this shit? Is this a thing? <laughs> Is this the thing I don't oh, understand? horror movies and bad kid actors. Can you name a more dynamic duel? You're right, you're right. Isn't, yes. It, it's, it's, it has to occur. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we are at the breakfast scene. What happens there? Oh, okay. okay this is so fucking weird. All right. So, um, <laughs> so uh, the, it, it's the morning, uh, and the you know sheriff's getting ready to go leave, and his son gives him a literally just like a fucking like plastic bag full of oats. We find out later, but at the time they don't tell you what it is. He's like, "Look, I made you breakfast," and he just has like a spoonful of this black shit. And the dad, oh god, like, it's so doesn't disgusting. It. He's like, uh, uh-huh. "Here, put in this plastic bag, and I'll eat it later." <laughs> um, and so he puts it in a plastic bag, and he uh, and so that dad drives off. Um, and wait, is this? No, he hasn't gotten there yet. So um, he, the dad pulls up to uh, the snow building competition because it's apparently the snow festival, and Snowmanton is known for having the biggest snowman competition. I'm assuming in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are about five snowmen out there, and it's definitely like a fucking summer day that they're filming a snowman competition. Oh, a hundred percent! Like both of us grew up in the north, we know snow. Every single instance of snow in this whole movie is clearly just, I don't know, packing peanuts or asbestos or something. It's, yeah, it's spray it's stuff. Some of the fa- it's some of the fakest looking snow I've ever seen, and well, I love it. It's definitely filmed, like, like, this movie had to be filmed in, like, California or something like that. Like, Yo, it's yeah, weird because there was, like, the Jack Frost scene we see before, like, the reason part of that is a huge car crash was because it was a huge storm, and literally Snowmanton has fucking no snow. Yeah. It's 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 insane. I, like there are people walking around in like, three layers, and I'm like, how are how are you like, how much must be like, sweating through your fucking clothes right now? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, we get this competition, and we're introduced to Shan Elizabeth, who plays Jill. That's our main character's daughter, and this is actually the first movie she's was ever in. Um, oh, Shan Elizabeth. Yeah, I know. She, what what movie? Other movie did we review that she was in? Ah, uh, gosh, what other movie? I mean, she was in American Pie. Did we? Did we? Did we? Yep, did she, we? she's in a great movie. Oh, God. She's a great oh scene in a great movie. Oh, God. Oh, God. What is it, Andrew? 13 Ghosts. She's like the, she's like the, the, the oh, daughter. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's right. You fool. Yes. And the bathroom yes. scene. Her obsessive yes. pet with her hair and stuff. Uh huh. I do remember that. And she's but also yeah, in she... Dancing with the Stars, I think, season six or seven. You know, yeah. I'm saying. I went, yeah, I went back too. and watched the episode she was in because of this, and you know, <laughs> I, I watched an episode of of her. It, you know, it was, it was pretty good. She did she did yeah. okay in these waltz. And then of course, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, which she was fantastic. In. Oh, of course. Uh-huh. I think she's yep. in the in the recent one too, wasn't she in uh, the reboot? I haven't seen that one yet. So. Not me either. Uh-huh. So anyway, we go back to the snowman competition, and uh, we're introduced to God the, the fucking dialogue in this movie. It's so bad. Uh, it's so, so bad. So our cop sheriff dude is talking to Tommy, who is what Jill's boyfriend. I want to say, yeah, Tom, Tommy's the guy that she <laughs> that she likes. Yeah, yeah, um, and he is making a snowman because, of course, Snowmanton has a big snowman competition, and he is clearly like just packing and stacking this snow woman with these massive boobs, and he makes the joke where it's just like, "What's the difference between snowmen and snow women? Snowballs, ha ha ha." <laughs> Uh, well, I love it too because like so he's over there and um, Jill comes up to him and, and was like hey what are you doing tonight 
And she's like, oh, is that? And she's like, oh, what are you doing there? He's like, nothing's like, like, I'm not making you. God. And he's not like, so, he sounds so like, but it doesn't sound like it's like flirting. It sounds like he's like, God, like, don't be so full of yourself. It's not you, Jesus. Like, and she's like, do you want to go snowballing later? And he's just like, yeah. And I'm like, it's, is that a euphemism? Because like, in my experience, snowballing is something that you really want. Like, I don't know. I, I, I do like the fact that when Tommy is talking to Joe, he leans his elbow up on the snowwoman's boobs and just, like, casually leans against it and, like, hey, how's it going? Come here often. <laughs> <laughs> so. You, you know, these, these minor characters, they're not really developed uh, at all, but they're great. Yes. Because anyway, we also meet um, Bill, or Billy. Crazy old man. Crazy old man Bill. Oh, that's Paul, bro. That's Paul. That's what crazy old man Paul. Yeah. Bill, yeah. Bill Other character is, Bill. Bill is, uh, Bill is a youth who is well, – we can't remember what he's doing. Was he like – he was like bending over something? Was he making his own snowman? I can't remember. Making snowballs? I don't know. He's, I a, don't he's like remember. a teen bully kid. This movie is a fever dream. I don't know. I think, yeah. He's he's Jill's younger brother, I think, mm-hmm. from what I understand. So we meet him as well. But all we know about him is that he's like a jerk. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now we meet crazy old man, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, we meet um, Crazy Old Man. Really not much happens with him at this point. I think the sheriff is kind of talking with him. Oh, yeah, the sheriff is going to throw away the food that his kid made. And then he's just like, ah, now nah, my kid made it. I should probably save save it for later. Yeah. Well, I, feel like, does, I feel like he hears it in his head, doesn't he? He's like, he like goes, he throws it away. And then he like looks at it and you hear like, I made special. And he's like, you're right. You did, child. And he goes <laughs> and he takes it out of there. He got guilted into it. I do love this next scene, though. So he walks on into the police station, and he goes to the secretary, and he's just like, oh, what's the mood in here? Somebody die? And then she holds up a note that she had written down that says, somebody died. <laughs> and then we immediately cut to the corpse in a rocking chair. Mm-hmm. And I love this scene. So this old dude, uh, or the very first victim on the movie, is just... A complete frozen corpse, and he's just rocking slowly back and forth. And the way the camera is currently panned is we don't see the lower half of this rocking chair. We only see his head, and that's about it. Mm. And they're talking back and forth. They're like, oh, what could have done this? You know, oh, we got to keep this under wraps. This is the first murder in sub- someone did ever, honestly. It's been, it's been a while. There's no blood. It's so weird. And the sheriff goes, Sam, stop rocking the chair. He's <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> the chair stops rocking. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, uh, yep. This, I, 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 all the time I was watching this movie, I kept thinking, I'm like, this is almost kind of like Velocipaster, but like, slightly, yeah. slightly, I, I think this is like a Velocipaster mixed with, um, mixed with the child's play. It's like, I like mm-hmm. just like the level of like seriousness it takes itself with. Yeah, definitely. In terms of tonally, it's very similar to Child's Play, the very first one. Mm. Um, yeah. Then we cut on over to what is FBI agent. What's his name? I don't remember. Oh, uh, uh, Manners. Manners? Yeah, Manners. How did I ever forget that name? I know. Manners. Come on. Yes, Manners. Uh, yes, FBI agent Manners. And what's going on with him? He is... So, so basically, he calls Manners. Manners is like, oh, we don't really know what's going on yet. We just know that that guy escaped. Um, mm-hmm. And they, he may, more or less doesn't want Sheriff, whatever his name is, what's Sheriff's name, Tyler, Tyler, Mr. Sheriff, yes, yeah, basically, uh-huh. and um, and so uh, he's like keeping it under wraps, like oh I'm not gonna, tell you. he's like oh you know don't worry, he's he's dead, he's dead, it's fine, he's dead, don't worry, nothing nothing's wrong, it's cool, like you got one murder, that's not that big of a deal, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we cut into okay. um, Mr. Stone, is that his name, Doctor Stone? Yes, uh-huh. Doctor Stone, who is the like, chemical. Uh, research place, this guy, and he's like, "Oh man, shit's going down. We gotta, we gotta get to Snowmington." 
Yeah, and he plays the quintessential scientist who just cares about the science. He doesn't care that people are being murdered. He just wants to see how his project is going to develop. You know, he's that. You know, he's the same type of character that's featured in every single Resident Evil game. You know, I didn't really disagree with him though. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I was like, you know, I kind of understand you. But you want Killer Snowman to? Well, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I understood his. Are, are, are you taking a pro Killer Snowman stance right now? I, I guess so. Like, I, I kind of understood not wanting to kill him. I was like, you know, I kind of get it. Like you know, like <laughs> how? I, like, how? Well, I, like like later on, he's like he's like, yo, man, we were trying to make a way to make sure that human DNA preserves. So the goal is that it preserves with some, uh, you know, inanimate material, so that it's a way to preserve our DNA for future generations and stuff, and like leave our record behind. And he's like, the fact that like this thing, because I think what he said, his definition was that like not only did it save his DNA, but it like saved his consciousness. So that like so it proves in a way that the spirit exists and that the spirit has mm-hmm. to be chemical because it's a chemical transition. So it's like, whoa, that's actually kind of a cool concept. Like, yeah, I mean, and I kind of understand again, that. That's that that that's exactly what every single Resident Evil. Yeah, you know what? This guy convinced me though. Like, if Doctor Stone is in a Resident Evil game, I might switch sides. If he if, <laughs> if he was like if he explained it the way he did, I was like, I was watching it. I was like, damn, like man, like you kind of have a point. Like. Like, like, like in Resident Evil, like there's nothing good out of it. Like, you know, right in the end, like, cause in Resident Evil, it's always evil things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's like, it's blood feasting, all that kind of shit. Like the zombies can't help themselves. But in this case, like Jack Frost is a bad guy who became snowman. Oh, so you're saying if there was a good guy who got turned into a snowman, then he would come back to life and try and reconnect with his family. Yeah, well, exa- yeah exactly. Exactly. Michael like, Keaton could play him. Ex- I think that'd be a great <laughs> idea. Like, I ju- I'm just saying, like, like it seems to me like there are applications for this technology that only got screwed over because an asshole got them. I would agree with that. Right? Definitely. Like, yes. like, 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 like if something in the future is like, oh man, that's crazy talk. Don't make that. Like, but actually like the only bad thing was that the guy who did it was an asshole. Like, <laughs> like, like any other situation, not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, any gotcha. other person. Like, th- there should be a sequel where just, like, regular guy turns into snowman. He's like, fuck, I guess I have to live in, like, Antarctica or something. And then, like, <laughs> the end of the story. He's like, shit. All right. Uh-huh. Well, no, because Jack Frost can teleport into, or he can transform himself into water. Like, he doesn't melt. And I wonder, like, in terms of gaseous forms, like, if he gets transported, if he gets evaporated, is it still him? Well, we, we do see him turn into gas form. Oh, that's right. Yes, at the very end of the movie with the boiler. Okay. Yeah. Never so, mind. But, but that's a good point, though. I wonder... If they screwed themselves over, if they boiled him um, in a open air place where the molecules disperse further, would the disassociation of him like do it? Because isn't that essentially what the what the, um, the freeze does? Is it just breaks him down and separates him so he can't reconnect? So mm-hmm. if you were to steam him out in the open air where his molecules would spread out, would he be able to reconnect himself? Yeah, that could be some real return of the living dead shit right there, where it just makes the situation worse by burning it yeah. or by dispersing it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so we basically, um, get another scene where the sheriff's wife and the sheriff's kid find a snowman outside their home that was not there before. It's fucking and fucking huge. Kind of, yes, and that's just set up for later. But we kind of get also introduced to all of our characters at the police station, um, and we have the secretary, who doesn't care anything about making phone calls and adjusting her hair Mm -hmm. and the dumb but faithful deputy who is just absolutely lovable anyway uh and that's pretty much it from what i remember yeah that's about it yeah and the sheriff is just like hey don't worry about the murder don't worry i'm sure it's just a one-time thing (laughs) we'll figure it out (laughs) yeah and and then um so then back at back at the house um uh, the mom comes home and the kid again is fucking making other food 
And I, again, I think this kid might be taught, like, might, might have, like, a... I, I think this is a theme in our movies, but I feel like this kid might just be written so poorly that it just seems like he has something going on, because he, like, she comes in and he just goes, I made special! And he holds up, like, uh-huh. a, I don't know, a coconut-covered thing, snowman ki- cookie. And oh, she's, yeah, and no, she's, like, he's definitely a dumb kid. He is so stupid. He really is. But, and she's, and she's, <laughs> she's like, you just made a huge fucking mess again. Thanks, kid. Like, wow, I just cleaned up your fucking, like chocolate oat shit from before and now I have to make up this mess like thanks she's like go fucking outside uh-huh. and like go outside and, and like you know make a snowman and I'll like clean yep. this up and he's like woo and runs outside yep. um, and I love it because it shows him out there and he's fucking using like a, a snowman puppet as a reference for what a snowman looks like <laughs> he's like yeah he's got mm. this little mitten on and he's just wearing it and he's just like Where, where's the nose go oh that's right right there and he's it's like, so... carves the mouth with his hand. He's really into carving the mouth with his hand. Yep. <laughs> he spends so much time on that fucking mouth. Yes. Uh, but what happens while he's doing that? So he's doing that, and then a couple of the neighborhood bullies come on over, and they start making fun of him. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, this is my snowman, blah, 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 blah. And the bullies just continue to shit talk him over and over and over <laughs> again. But then the main character turns his head, and the snowman... Wow, God, how does this even happen? I, I'm watching the scene right now, and I'm not even 100% sure. What? Somehow, the snowman whacks one of the kids, mm-hmm. throws him on a sled. The sled moves towards one of the bullies, who's lying on the ground at this point, and decapitates the boy. Well, so, so what happens is... Um... Like basically, the kids are coming over and they're like, "Oh fuck it!" This is, like he's like, "This is the prime location for our sweet sledding spot." And the kids like, "This is literally my fucking lawn." He's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> um, so yeah, so what happens is like they they push him out of the way and one kid goes to run. So he runs with his sled. It's like those old classic like wood slat sleds uh-huh. with like the yeah, metal things. And he rosebud sled. He jumps on it and then the snowman punches another kid and that kid falls down in front of the sled. The other kid already jumped on. So the other kid was already in motion. Gotcha. So the snowman didn't cause the kid to move, he just caused the kid to fall. And that was that was gotcha. the bully Billy from earlier. Yes, yes. So I, I, I love this because then the kids are just like, holy moly, so-and-so killed Billy. Oh, my God. <laughs> holy moly, Ryan killed Billy. That's the exact line. Yep. I read that one, too. Oh, yep. And I look his head just, like, flies. Like, this, somehow this sled that's, like, two inches off the ground, like, completely cuts through his head in, like, one clean swipe. Oh, and it's such a bad-looking mannequin um, um, head, too. It's so funny. Well, I love uh, the Christmas music in this movie, because then it, like, cuts the dramatic scene of them, like, mourning the loss of the child and, like, all the parents there. And I think it's, like, I think it's yeah. like that little drummer boy song playing. And it's, yes, and then they're just like, oh, Billy just had a birthday, too. Like, they're hammering it up. It's great. <laughs> I, I love, too, because he's like, um, he's like it was, you're, Ryan killed him. Ryan did this, uh, this the, Billy's dad, so like that. And he's like, Billy's two feet taller than Ryan. He couldn't have beat him if he wanted to. And you hear some, somebody in the background be like, heh, not anymore, you ain't. <laughs> like, yes, and I and I do love how the sheriff is just like, well, you know, yes, your son is dead. And yes, you know, my son was there, but I have to believe my son. And my son said he was killed by a snowman. So I'm going to well, believe that a snowman like, did it. But other kids saw it, though. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, also, like, like, even if you didn't see it, you'd be like, yo, guys, that snowman went from having no arms to having big fucking, like, half foot thick arms. Like, where did those come from? <laughs> uh, yep. Good stuff. So we kind of cut back over to the sheriff's house, and he is still haunted by the past of Jack Frost, and he's looking through 
all of the paperwork that Jack Frost had sent him that basically said, I will find a way to come back and, you know, get my revenge. <laughs> it's so... Uh, yep. There's a noise at the door. Sheriff grabs his gun. It's a very tense scene. And then goes on over. And he opens up the door. And it's the neighborhood crazy dude who is holding salt pellets. And he's just like, hey, you need some salt? He's not the crazy dude. He, he, he owns the, he owns the uh, hardware store. He's delivering them salt that they ordered. He gets a little bit crazy later. Like, he he, he sees I, a, a murdering I, snowman, you know. I, yeah, I... I, 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 I he, he, he seemed like he was the crazy old guy. You know, he, he's, the work, he's the working average Joe. He's Paul. <laughs> God. His name's Paul, and he's great. Uh, so what's going on with Billy's mom and dad? Oh, so... Uh, so back at home, uh, we learned that Billy's dad is an asshole. We already kind of knew that from before. Uh-huh. Um... But, uh, yeah, basically, like, uh, he, he's there, and his, mom, his wife, I think they're trying to get him to go to church, um, and he's like, the Lord forsook this house so long ago. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, man, like, don't you think we should try to, like, you know, celebrate Christmas still? We know that Billy's dead, but, like, you know, we're still trying to make the best we can. Like, our daughter is still here. And he's like, fuck this. He's like, make, make me my, make my, I think he, like, even says, like, make me my scarf. Like, I'm going to go get yes. wood. And he goes outside my scarf. to go <laughs> get wood, uh, you know, because one, one, yes. one needs wood. Uh, mm-hmm. and he goes outside and he just like sits on this giant stump with an ax behind him. And it's just like, you know, you can tell that he's really sad, right? He's, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's grieving his son. His son died. Yeah. So he, he pulls out a pipe, starts smoking a little bit. Um, and as he smokes, he hears, uh, somebody, a voice ask him for a smoke. Just, just like something that happened earlier in the film. Um, mm-hmm. and for some reason it doesn't seem to be like, wow, this giant fucking snowman appeared in my lawn. He like, I feel like in a lot of these movies, these things happen where people are like, ah, oh, there's just this innocent mannequin over here but it's like you know that you didn't have a mannequin slash snowman there before right so wouldn't you be curious as to how that got there like you live in the fucking woods man like you would know if there's a fucking snowman outside your house mm-hmm. um so he looks around can't find it and he's like it's weird because at one point like Jax is talking to him and he's looking at Jack. so theoretically he should be able to hear Jack um as he's doing this but I don't know and he like walks around the snowman as Jack's still talking to him like walking around like where's this coming from yes um and he he go he walks around and then he, as he comes back to Jack's front, Jack is like, "God, man, I only asked you for a smoke." And he uh, has grabbed the axe, the axe. Uh, so the guy grabs the axe to run at Jack with, and Jack catches it in a hand, in his giant like mm-hmm. mitten hands, and then shoves the axe like hilt first down the guy's throat. Yes. Oh, with some massive strength. He yeah. was just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna go to the hilt first. And not only does he do, do that, but it doesn't like there's no like physical damage on the guy at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't rip up his throat. Doesn't anything. Just like whoosh, right down there. Yep. Got soft pieces. Clean. So then we get to my favorite kill in the entire movie, where we cut back <laughs> to his wife, and she's sitting down, um, getting a cup of tea, and she's just really, really solemn and sad, and she wants it to be Christmas. So she sees the lights turn on, and she's like, "Oh, Jack, thank you so much for turning those lights on. I understand you're upset about our dead son, but I'm just happy that the lights came on." And then they turn back off again. And she goes to look a little bit closer, and she sees that they're unplugged, and then she reaches for the plug, and then Jack pulls the plug back, and she kind of backs up into Jack. (laughs) And I do like, when she grabs the plug, she stands back up, and then she uncurls her hand, and it's revealed that she's got a clump of snow in her hands. (laughs) Like, it's... you You couldn't see that lady? Um... 
So Jack basically comes from behind her and wraps her and completely ties her up with all the Christmas lights and then takes an ornament, sticks her in her mouth, and then just slams her into the ornament box over and over again. (laughs) And I just, I love this shot of her face going into the ornament box. Like, it's very clearly a rubber dummy, but it's... Uh, the way her head and hair jiggle back and forth is just—it's so hilarious. I thought there's like this weird like circus music playing in the background, like kind of like that grumbling, oh, yeah, kind of like happy music. Like I don't know, it's uh-huh. it's very hokey and like intentionally. Yes. Anyway, she gets strung up on the Christmas tree, and uh, Salt Guy, who crazy not crazy, agree to disagree, comes on in, and he's just like, "Hey, I got the salt for you. Oh my God, killer snowman, time to go." <laughs> And he runs away. <laughs> and you know, you know, I was surprised. I thought Salt would be like a big part of the story, given that Salt keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna be like, "Oh man, Salt, that'll do it." And he won't be able to keep his form if he's covered in salt. Yeah, but nope, nope. But Salt's nope. never used against him. I'm like, wow. It is not. It's not. We're gonna go with antifreeze instead. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Sheriff comes on in next time, and obviously he's just like, "Hey, what's going on with this lady? It looks like she's dead too." And I, I just love. Every single piece of dialogue between these three different cops is hilarious. One of them says, you reckon we should leave her up for the 12 days of Christmas then? <laughs> so. Dicks. Yeah, they, they are such dicks, and I love it. Well, so I love it, too, because, like, uh, I love, like, uh, like, the way that this movie kind of tracks time. Because, like, so we go from this scene of him in there with them. Then it cuts back to... Uh, to them, like, walking back into the sheriff's station. So they leave, the, they leave the woman, come back in the sheriff's station. Agent Manners and Dr. Stone appear. And they cut back uh-huh. to Paul running away from the snowman in the, in the street. And then cut back again. And now the sheriff, Manners, and uh, Stone are back at the house again with the lady. Like, yeah. I, I don't know about you. I thought that was really fucking confusing. Because <laughs> yes. they're like, cut, they're here. Cut, they're there. Cut, they're back here. You're like, wow. So they just went to the station and came back. Is essentially what happened in between those three cuts. Yep. That's how it goes. Yeah, the, the writing is so great. So, speaking of cuts, we cut back to the police station, and FBI agent uh, Manners is there as well. I remember his name this time. And he's just basically saying, oh, yeah, so we heard that there was a murder, and you're telling me now that there's another murder, so we're going to go ahead and take this. And FBI agent was just like, yeah, we're taking your case. And the sheriff's just like, what do you mean you're taking my case? This <gasps> is my case. No, we're taking your case. The usual stuff. And then they yep. get the case. And they take the case. And I love it. So, like, so the three of them go back to the house, and they're like, "Look at this footprint here." And they're like, "Oh, this is this is a really weird free. This is a really weird footprint." Um, and it's literally just like a splash a of water, water on the ground. And they're like, <laughs> "Footprint? Like what? In what ways is the footprint?" And then I guess this is like when they decide that, uh, or when the scientist realizes that Jack can go can freeze and unfreeze himself. Uh huh. Which yes. I'm like, wouldn't that mean that's part of Jack then? Like. I, I do love how they're just like a footprint can be as accurate as a fingerprint. And like, you're looking at a puddle of water. <laughs> what well, like, I guess in a way it is as, as the only person who can turn into water and stuff. It is a very uh-huh. like telling footprint, yes. but if it looks like a foot, but also he doesn't have feet. He like slides <laughs> along the ground in his little like yes. body. Like, He's a snowman. So I don't even know where that footprint came from. Uh-huh. Yep. We also establish outside, too, because we go into the father and uh, with the axe through his head. And once again, he was basically impaled with the handle of the axe, not the blade. So we established that, yeah, whatever force it took to kill this man, it must have been extremely strong. Your, your murderer is stronger than any possible human. Mm-hmm. Whoever did this is an animal is the exact phrase. So, <laughs> yep. 
so the sheriff just goes, yeah, it's probably aliens or something. He makes a comment about tractor beams and being pulled out. And Anyway, we go over to the snowman competition. Yeah. And, and at the snowman competition, they, they're basically announcing, so like, because of this, Manners and them there, they're like, all right, guys, we need to like have a curfew and shit because this is like yeah. not good. Um, but, like, but it's like the Christmas festival, so we have to have that too, you know, even though that's uh, – even though, you know, there's some murder on the loose. Um, no killer snowman's going to stop me from having a snowman festival. No, man, no, no, no. That, that COVID – we learned that you just can't stop people from enjoying the things they like. No. <laughs> Nothing will stop them. Um, yes. So they're, they're there, and uh, the father or uh, the priest guy is there because um, they're holding this kind of event at their church, it looks like. Um, uh-huh. So he's turned on the boiler. Um and so everyone's inside, and they, you know, uh, the sheriff goes up to welcome everybody, and they hear some screaming outside. It's like, oh shit, what's going on? So they go outside, and Paul, uh, Dan's crazy man, is out there destroying snowmen. Uh, and at first, when I first saw that, I thought people were turning into snowmen because I thought like one of them looked kind of like Paul, and I was like, oh shit, he got turned into snowman. Like, oh, never mind, that's him there destroying snowman. Um, but Paul's freaking out, and uh, Agent Manners really just comes up and punches him right in the face, and like knocks him out. Yeah. And I was like, there you go, man. Sorry, you're kind of crazy. Way to go, Manners. Um, yep. And so that happens, and um, so the sheriff sends uh, Deputy Chris, because he's like, all right, Paul's going insane. Let's make sure he's all right. Like, Deputy Chris, who's one of the deputies, go and find out what happened at Paul's place. Um, so he hops in his, in his cruiser and heads down, and on his way down, he sees a snowman with a stop sign in the middle of the road. Yes. And, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't get it. it. Like, did... Did Jack follow Paul all the way to his house and then all the way back? He was on his way back when he saw the cop? Or, like, what was he doing in the middle of the road there, outside of town? Oh, he was just fucking around with him, I guess. You know, we needed a good scene. So anyway, he goes to the back and grabs his shovel to knock the snowman over, and he sees that the snowman has melted into an absolute puddle. So he's just like, all right, this is weird, and then he puts the uh, shovel back in the trunk. And then Jack Frost is in the driver's seat. And once again, like, this movie, the Jack Frost animatronic or model is terrible looking. It's so bad. So every single time you see this snowman and he barely moves at all. Like, literally all that happens is they kind of just slide his head over to the left and that's his movements. It's it's so bad. Uh, but Jack turns on the car and puts it in reverse and our deputy is run over. Yep. I feel like I love it too because, like, in this movie, like, they, they want to stay on budget so much, they never show like half of these deaths. So we never see him get run over. We never see his body later. He just yeah. backs up the car, and we assume that he's dead. Yes. Even though he he's he's like literally like it's not like the sh- the deputy was like you know far enough away where Jack Frost could have revved up a gun some speed to hit him with. He just like backs up, and I guess the guy just doesn't move out of the way, <laughs> or just like you know put his hands on the car and like jump up or something like just uh-huh. gets taken out. It's great. <laughs> yep. Uh, so there's this one weird scene where they fix the sink. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that either. So basically the sink is broken. Maybe, like, they were trying to set up a scare where she gets splashed with water and we're meant to think, oh, maybe it's Jack Frost that she got splashed with. But no, it's literally just the sink is broken, she gets splashed with it, and one of the other deputies says, hey, let me fix that. You shouldn't walk around with a uh, broken sink. And that's the entire scene. Wait, wasn't that? It's I thought so that was weird. the sheriff. No, oh no, oh, no, that was the deputy. Right, right. That was the deputy. Yeah, yeah. that was the deputy. Uh-huh. Was, yeah, that, was that so was that implying romance between them? Is, is, is that, was that the will they won't possibly? they? Like, oh man. I kind of got that vibe too, but I mean, they don't do anything with it. So, but is that the deputy he likes? Who like like the the Duncy deputy who likes uh, the secretary though? Yeah, it is. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that was a weird I scene. Know. I didn't I didn't know what was going yeah. on. Like, I didn't know if they're implying yeah. that he like. 
he made his way into the house or if it was just supposed to be so cold that the pipes were freezing like possibly well yeah actually yeah it might and, be the show that he's there actually yeah, yeah because we're just like hey we don't want to forget about him well because well, for the next of romance scene, though yeah Yep. Speaking of romance, we see Jill and her new main squeeze, and they sneak back into the house, and she's just like, oh, does she know her parents are dead at this point? That's a great question. I don't think so. She... But, I mean, like, the police found them and everything, so I'm assuming... But they haven't they found her, her, though. They don't know where she is. Oh, that's right, yeah, because she's been out and about. Anyway, she sneaks back into their house, and this is another great scene, too. Where she basically teases him um, with, you know, just, hey, let's warm up and take our clothes off and everything like that. And then she does this very, very slow strip tease. And then before she takes her shirt off, she's just like, nope, I'm going to take a bath. You go warm up or warm up whoa. some whoa, whoa, something. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Dan, Dan, you're ignoring, you're ignoring everything that just happened. I, I'm just Okay, then what just happened? You described it as a very slow strip tease. The, the striptease was not very slow. They were both disrobing at a pretty good rate, but they were wearing so many fucking layers of clothing that it took like 10 minutes. It was literally okay. like, no, she no, took no, off no, a jacket, no, 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 no. he takes off a jacket, she takes off a sweater, he takes off a no, sweater. No, 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 like, no, They were wearing like Listen, eight different man. layers. It was, it was forever. <laughs> Listen, man, I was getting to that. Oh. Shannon is very slow at the beginning, and then they go into rapid off over and over and over. <laughs> I, I'm watching the scene right now. It, it's so It's so good. Uh, it does remind me of uh, you know just growing up in the north and having like a million different layers. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 exactly yeah. what you said. You go outside and play in the snow and shit. You come back and you like, all right, let's offload everything. Yep. Anyway, she doesn't fully disrobe. He doesn't fully disrobe because she's just like, I'm gonna go take a shower, and he's just like, oh man, I wanted to get some. Well, no, she, she's like, you and... need to like give me like fucking a fire and alcohol. Is that what she says? Yeah, yeah booze and fire or something like that. So. She does that. She goes upstairs to take a bath. But, and... but she goes upstairs to comb her hair for an hour. Is actually what she does. Yes. <laughs> so he goes on into the freezer and gets some ice for the wine. I think they're drinking. Yeah, I'm sitting um, or or champagne. Yeah. Maybe does it does it does it pop? It does not pop. But anyway, so he I I, I do like it because he opens the freezer and there's a carrot and coal in there. So it's like we obviously know it's Jack Frost, and he just picks around at it. Um, but like the whole freezer is just completely covered in this ice. It's well, okay, well, because that's not Jack Frost though. It, it, I thought I think that was like a that was a red herring. Well, I mean, there isn't a carrot in there. There's like a carrot that actually looks just like his nose. Well, there, there, there is a carrot that's in there, but then he's outside because he throws a snowball at them outside. Oh, I thought he was just moving back and forth to fuck with them because obviously he can teleport. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, right. uh, snow, yeah, snow does okay. snow powers grant you that power. I forgot. <laughs> So he goes ahead, he tosses the ice in the champagne, and once again we get a slow zoom in on the champagne slash wine, implying that, you know, oh, it might be Jack Frost, but a snowball does hit the window. And then the guy goes, uh, hey, whoever's out there, I'm not a burglar, I just want to ban your daughter, hello, hello. And then he gets out a little ice pick. Well, I, I do like it because he like, goes through the drawer and he pulls out a spatula first and he's just like nope that's not gonna do and then he pulls out a nice pick and he's just like yeah that'll do it <laughs> and uh in a scene very reminiscent of halloween jack frost comes into the door and the, the squeeze is just like hey i knew i know how to use this and you stay back and then he stabs jack frost and obviously he doesn't do anything 
And Jack Frost starts making these baseball puns over and over and over again, starts tossing icicles at this guy. And the guy is impaled by an icicle through the door, just like Michael Myers with the knife in Halloween. Mm-hmm. I love, yes. I love it. It's because he, he just, like, much. shoots him out of his hand. He has, like, shoots, like, it's like Iron Man, but with, like, icicles. And, like, I think the first one goes through his shoulder and the next one like, cuts right through his head. I feel like he should use that power more in this movie. I feel like yeah. shooting out icicles. And also, then I, I have to wonder, like, is he shooting out parts of himself? Like, do you think, does he have a finite existence? Because, again, like, you know, much like Sleep Stalker, it seems like his conservation of mass isn't really there. Like, some days, sometimes he has a bunch of water making him up. Sometimes mm-hmm. he has, like, little water. I kind water. of got the impression he can just take snow from wherever and then add it to his own body. Like, he does have a finite amount, but he can replenish it whenever he wants. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. So, what happens next? Oh, yeah, so, so and, and the whole time this is going on, like, literally, like, there, this, there's like a, a you know it's, it's kind of a prolonged encounter like there's some back and forth between them he stabs him he throws ice at him he's screaming and stuff and the entire time Jill is fucking combing her and blow drying her hair for like a fucking hour like longest time ever um, and she finally finishes it she's like oh man my hair's all dry and she walks out and she looks across and she notices that oh the tub is full of water and she's like I just spent about like you know an hour drying my hair but let me go <laughs> and she's, but she thinks that the guy set the tub up first she's like oh thanks buddy uh-huh. and goes and hops into the water um, which is weird because like, again, like the, his body size just constantly changing. Um, yes. so she's in the water and, you know, she's hanging out there. She's naked. I'm assuming. In the, we get our gratuitous underwear shot. Obviously. And, uh, uh, the carrot pops up out of the water at the tub that she's in, which is really fucking gross. Um, for what happens next. Uh, so while she's in there, all of a sudden the water she's in freezes and she, kind of, you know, wakes up from her kind of relaxed state of being in the mm-hmm. in the tub and starts screaming, and Jack forms around her, and he I'm assuming, like, I, I think what we're supposed to imply is he has sex with her, or he basically yes. rapes her in the, uh, so, in the bathtub. Yes, he does, because he is missing his carrot for his nose, yes. and then he does make some very sexual comments towards her as well, so it is implied that it's, uh, he is having sex with her with a carrot. And he basically yeah, just bangs her up against the back of the, the uh, tub until she dies. Uh-huh. Yes, there. It's played for laughs, really. Like at one point, she waves um, out the window, is just like, "Hey, help me!" And there's this guy outside, and he sees her wave, and he's just like, "Hey!" And then waves again. I love it too because yeah. you see her waving, but then when you cut back, her hands are are embedded in his body. Oh yeah. So like, how did that happen? Was he waving? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jack Frost. Says, Jack Frost well, was like, "Hey, guy." Too, honey. Yeah. Or Jack Frost says, "Well, it looks like Christmas came earlier this year. Hope it was good for you, honey." Ha ha ha. And then he he lights so, his lights yeah. his pipe. Yep. It's it's really awkward. Elizabeth's first role in a movie, and she yeah, dies I really, by I don't know, this scene. I don't think this scene aged too well. But no, it's it's kind of awkward. Yeah. It's it, it's yeah. it's it's like uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it really really is. Uh, yeah, so that's that. FBI agent Manners is basically t- saying, like, okay, we need a special task force in here. And for some reason, because the storm is picking up, the snowstorm, he's just like, yeah, we can't get any additional men in here. And we have a little bit of tension between the sheriff and the FBI agents grumbling back and forth. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, so, so while they're doing this, they realize that the deputy's car pulls up. And uh, so, so they go outside because, like, oh, look, Deputy, you know, Chris is back. And they go outside and they find that the uh, the door is open and the seat is wet. And they're like, what the fuck did this mean? Um, and they find the scarf on the ground, which I think belonged to Paul earlier. I can't remember where the scarf came from. Uh-huh. Um, 
But as they're doing this, all of a sudden, uh, Frosty forms up behind them. Not Frosty. Uh, Jack Frost Jack forms Frost. up behind them. And they're like, oh, shit. So they run inside, um, and Jack comes in after them. But And I think the secretary has an air dryer, a blow dryer. Yes. Hair dryer. Yes, she does. And uh-huh. uh, they're all, you know, throwing shit at him and stuff. And the uh, sheriff grabs a blow dryer and points at him, and he starts to melt. He's like, oh, no. And they're like, <laughs> good, all right. Heat's bad for him. Um, so they run away, and they run out the back. Um and as and they go back to the back of the sheriff's office and they start like duct taping down canisters of aerosol because they basically mm-hmm. want to make like a little flamethrower essentially, but they just kind of do it all in this one room. They take it all and like I think it's bug spray is what it is, and they start yes. spraying it into the jail cell, like into like the jail cell holding area because like they have to he has mm-hmm. to come back from there to get them. Um, and as they and they go to the back and they start trying to open this window and as they're doing that they realize that uh, Paul is still in jail for being a crazy guy earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So the sheriff runs over to let him out, and as he does, Frosty starts coming through, uh, melting himself underneath the door uh, mm-hmm. to make his way in after them. Um, and I love it. Cause well, pretty... it's not only that too that uh, Paul in the jail cell, but also too the window that was locked—that was their only way to mm-hmm. escape. And the key is at the door where Frosty's currently breaking through. Yes, I forgot that. Yes, uh, yeah. And I love it too because this is, I think, the only time we actually see snow in the movie. Well, actually, no, there's two times because um, mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, <laughs> The sheriff goes to pick up the keys because the keys are in the door on the other side of the hallway from the window they need to exit. So he goes to get them and he drops them in the puddle that's forming. And as he grabs them, uh, Frosty grabs his leg uh, and he kicks him. And you see, I think, one of the two instances of actual snow on the ground when he kicks it. (laughs) Uh, And then he runs and they all make their way hopping out the window. Um, Mm -hmm. And they run away and they they turn around and the sheriff, uh, not sheriff, the FBI agent shoots uh, the window with his gun. And in traditional movie fashion, the entire precinct explodes. Oh, yes, most definitely. And the second time we see snow is when we see bits of Frosty, I think. Because um, they're like, oh, man, we <laughs> I, did I, it. I think, too, when the, the Christmas tree lady oh, yeah. uh, grabbed the extension cord, that looked like pretty real. That's true. Snow too. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably yes. the, three, the three snow times. Um, yes. Anyway, so we got our big explosion, and but, of course, Frosty reforms himself back together from the wreckage. Bum, bum, bum. And <laughs> I do like this one scene. Uh, he is completely dismembered and at an angle, so his head is basically at his waist. And then he goes, hey, look, I'm a Picasso. And then every single person in the entire town just kind of turns their head towards their shoulder and looks at him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, I love it, too, because they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's like, it's going to take him a lot to reform himself. We have to go plan. Uh, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm just like, why would, they, why would he need to reform into the shape of a snowman? <laughs> like, like they act as if he needs to form back into that shape, and it's like he doesn't though. Like, and he collects, he collects all his coal and stuff, and his carrot nose. And I'm like, those aren't actually a part of you. <laughs> like, those are added to you later, bro. You don't need to pick that shit up. Yep. But you know, he, he needs so that iconic image. Scene. Yep. We get our scene after the sheriff and the FBI and the scientist run away, where the scientist is just like. Yeah, listen, what we're doing here is for, you know, a greater good. Yeah, what, it was terrible that Jack got the actual, um, you know, chemical, but we're doing this for the good, right reasons, blah, 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 blah. And they have this whole back and forth argument saying, we should kill Frosty. And the scientist is like, no, we shouldn't kill Frosty. We should study Frosty, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So anyway. Well, and he makes points. Like, I don't know if we can kill him. Like, Maybe he can't be killed. So we have to, like, find a way to contain him. So, you know, it, it, it clearly... Clearly, this guy's on the right, because he knows you couldn't kill him the way they wanted to kill him. So I think the doctor is the OG, and he's like, you know, he's great. And his idea that the soul is a chemical is really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, in, I'm into that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah, so what they end up trying to do is they're like, okay, we need to find a way to destroy the helix of his, uh, you know, of his DNA. So let's, uh, 
because that's like that. Basically, they said if you can't destroy like his DNA, essentially, then he won't die. He's, he's a DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, his DNA is like is his entirety. So unless you can do that, you know, you can't kill him. So they end up putting they end up having this idea again to um, put him in the boiler. Which again, like if the goal is to destroy the helix, and you guys know that he's basically water, and when you melt ice and boil water, it turns into steam. I don't understand why you think that would destroy his DNA. Mm-hmm. But they do, and they use those uh, blow dryers once again to kind of back him into the corner. And this is, I mean, the only time Frosty really shows fear in this movie is when he's faced with a blow dryer, yeah. so it's very effective on him. And they push him into the same boiler that the Prius turned on the, um, at the beginning of the movie. The, can we talk about how he comes in the main He comes in the main room of the... Uh, of the church, I guess, where they're in, and they pull out the boiler, and they pull out their, like, and I love it, because they're all standing, like, a fucking, like, record, uh, like, a the front of a record, they all kind of stand to the side, and they all turn and, like, point their guns at him, like, yeah. like a fucking, like... <laughs> like Reservoir of a Dog sort of thing. Yeah. And I do love how the priest, he actually crosses with this blow dryer yeah. as well. <laughs> but, like, but then, <laughs> but then, so they're spraying at him, right? And they're, they're, on, they're on the ground yeah. level, right? And uh-huh. they don't show how they get there, but they go from blow, blow drying him at the top of like in you know on the, on the ground floor of the uh, church, and then all of a sudden it cuts to them downstairs with him, like blow drying him into the um, into the furnace. And I don't know how they got him down the stairs and around and all the shit, and he didn't get away. <laughs> like also, they never like had like they never ran out of extension. They never ran out of a uh, blow drying like extension cord. Like uh-huh. yep, that, it just keeps going over and over. I don't know how they got again. all the way down there, and like how like they uh-huh. somehow opened up the furnace and he like fell into it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in there very willingly for something you can just turn into water and disappear. Uh-huh. Yep. So they're all celebrating. They're all loving it. The scientist and the FBI agent to stay, decide to stay back a little bit. And like, we iced him. Yeah, we did. And Frosty, of course, starts to reform himself. He's not really dead. And he actually starts to form icicle teeth, which is something I thought he should have done before. Well, that's a pretty he, cool he idea. He did do it earlier when, when the kid was carving his mouth. The, the icicle teeth oh, appeared. Right. Mm-hmm. But they weren't, like, super big. Yeah. So that's what happens, and he kills FBI agent Manners, and the scientist is just like, wait, 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 Frosty, I'm on your side. Please tell me what it's like to be a snowman. Uh, you know, and I could also help you. I could fix you. I can turn you back into a person. And Frosty's just like, you know what? No, I like me the way I am. And he kills the scientist as well. Yeah, I, I, he's, like, he's, he's, he's like, I could turn you back into, help you turn back. He's like, why do I want to turn back? And he's like, this is awesome. And he's like, fine then. He's like, you've re- reached immortality. How does it feel? And he's like, it feels cold and he kills him and you're just like what the fuck yep um, so everyone's outside oh go ahead I want to say I love how again like you know harking back to Vlost Pastor I feel like the uh, the puppetry in this like when he so because when he, when he attacks the um, when he attacks Manners and he attacks uh, Stone at this point it's a different puppet like instead of the normal round head it's this big like kind of oblong head with like a bunch of fucking teeth like and it's obviously <laughs> like just a flap that goes up and down for the head that they're just uh-huh. like moving up and down, and it's not matching like anything he's saying. It's yeah, it, you know, again, just it's very, it's very reminiscent of uh, Velocipaster. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So scientist comes on out, and everyone's just like, "Hey, so we did it. Frosty's dead. Woohoo!" And then the scientist is obviously not looking too well. He's kind of stumbling back and forth. His shoulders a little bit hunched up, and then he vomits snow all over the ground, <laughs> and everyone looks at him. And then Frosty's back. He's taken over and possessed the body. I, I like I like that. Like that the doctor comes out and he kind of, he's trying to trying to hold his cool. He's like, "Fuck it," and then vomits. <laughs> like, yes. Couldn't do this. Uh-huh. So Frosty goes towards the sheriff because once again at the very beginning of the movie he's just like, "Hey, I'm going to come back for you." And uh, the sheriff takes him and his kid and they basically escape into the car and try and start it. 
but Frosty unfortunately beats them there. So there's this whole dramatic scene where Frosty has frozen the locks so he can't um, escape from it, and he has to hotwire the car as the car slowly floods. But eventually he does break out of a window and then puts his son out there. And then he takes the lunch from the very, very beginning of the movie, the one that his kid made him, and tosses it at Frosty. And that does something to Frosty. Well, it's so weird. I, I, well, I also love that that's the exact same scene from Sleep Stalker, where Frosty's yes. outside, he looks at them, and he's like, uh-uh, and then he melts, and then he comes into the car through the air thing. It's like, yep, uh-huh. man, this this movie. Again, Sleep Stalker. <laughs> and same movie. Yeah. Same movie. Same similarities. So... The sheriff goes, okay, what the hell did you put in that thing, kid? And the kid's just like, oh, I didn't want you to be cold, so I put an antifreeze. (laughs) And we find out, oh, that's Frosty's weakness. If we fill him with antifreeze, then it actually goes ahead. And Frosty is actually legitimately hurt at this point. Like, half his face is just a bloody mess. He's no longer snow. He's actual flesh. I love love that scene, though, because, again, this is where I thought the salt thing was going to come back. I thought it was going to be like, oh, the kid put uh salt instead of sugar inside the thing, and that's why it was melting and stuff. But I love that it's just antifreeze. <laughs> just like, yes. yeah, that would have killed you. And um, so I was watching the subtitles on. I don't know. I, I usually watch the subtitles because I, I always like, forget kid guys' names. Uh, uh-huh. And I watch it for the mo- for our, our episodes. Um, and the, the subtitles were delayed. So literally, like, uh, so because at one point after that, Frosty's like, you're so fucking dead. But the subtitles for that came on right after uh, right after he's like, it was antifreeze. <laughs> it just appeared like, you're so fucking dead. I was like, oh, yep, it probably is. Yeah, good call. Good call. <laughs> great thanks to amazon yeah. for delayed subtitles it makes it a lot more fun oh yeah no the amazon tower subtitles are terrible on this one they're so oh, all over the place um paul comes on back uh, crazy man paul the salt guy and he basically runs into frosty with his big truck oh, yeah. and frosty flies across <laughs> the entire room um so they do have a little bit of time to enact a plan and they eventually do so what they do is the sheriff baits him into running up uh, stairs and having Frosty come on through while the uh, salt man fills the bed of his truck with antifreeze. I, and I, lo- I love how does he how does he get Frosty's attention? How does he how does he get Jack Frost to come after him? Oh god, I don't remember. He, how does he do that? He tells him a, a great joke. Oh, yeah, he says, hey, Frosty, what's the difference between snowman and snowwoman? Snowballs. We brought it back. <laughs> well, I love it, too, because like, I feel like the expression on Jack's face, he's like, you son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, I feel like he has the same expression as we do, where he's just like, you fucking said that joke again? Get the fuck. Like, he's like, now you're fucking dead. <laughs> like, yes. He's like, yeah, I, I was pissed at you for locking me up in jail, but like that just made it so much worse, that fucking joke. Uh-huh. Yep. So the sheriff uh, goes back up to the top floor, and... He corners the sheriff, and they have their big thing. Uh, he does stab the sheriff with a little bit of an icicle as he's toying with him before he kills him. And then the sheriff, with the last out of strength, pushes the two of them out together a window as the truck pulls up, and Frosty falls into the bed of antifreeze. <laughs> and Frosty slowly decays, and once again, it's like very, very clearly, we get a shot of the sheriff, then we get a shot of the reaction, then we get a shot of Frosty, and every single time it's a different model over and over and over again mm-hmm. until it's completely dissolved. Although an arm on Frosty did fall to the wayside of the bed of the truck, and the kid picks it up, and he's just like, hey, look! And we get one last scare where Frosty wraps his hand around the kid, but then they basically just put him in the antifreeze. They're just like, all right, let's take care of this shit. Yeah. And then he's fine. Oh, the mom, like, the mom's like so... dunks him. Mom's like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> Tosses him in there. Yes. It's so nonchalant. No, it's, it's, it's such like a, like a weird, like, 
it's like a, a jump scare that even their character's like, yeah, that, that's, that's not really that bad. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. we're not worried about that. <laughs> yes, it's that. So they battle up the antifreeze. I thought they just put and... it back in the same bottles that it was in. So, like, they literally just return, yes. like, I don't know how they even do this, but they just return all the antifreeze back into the bottles they got it from. Oh, yeah, that antifreeze was splashing all over the place. But anyway, they do that, and then they bury all of this in the grave as the FBI agents come on up. Um, and he's like, so what do we tell the FBI? Uh, we tell them it's too late. We've already taken care of it. And that's it. And the credits roll. Yep. Well, then under, but then underground, all of a sudden, the, the bottles of antifreeze start bubbling. And like, ooh. Yes. Sequel and bait. back to the sequel. I know. And that is the 1997 Not Michael Keaton movie, Jack Frost. So, Andrew, what did you think of Jack Frost? I loved it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Like, it is pure 90s horror cheese, but, like, low-budget 90s horror cheese. They didn't take it seriously at all. And it's, 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 it's a hilarious movie. I love it. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's that nice line of, like, they wanted to, like, have some moments. Like, they wanted it to be slightly coherent. Like, coherent enough that you're not, like, angry at it, but also, like, obviously a joke. Yeah. Like, I think that they, they, yeah, they, they, they rode that line, like, really nicely, I think. Yeah. Now, the only scene that really doesn't land, it, the, the, the two scenes, honestly, that really don't land for me are, one, the Shannon Elizabeth bathtub scene, and two, the second snowball choke at the very, very end of the movie. Everything else is just, like, I was laughing throughout this whole movie. I loved it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, uh, I, like, I haven't watched the second one yet, but I'm not sure if it'll be as good. I feel like generally, I feel like the second one, they probably, like, from what I've seen about it, it looks like they kind of go over the top and trying to make, not that this movie wasn't in your in your face with its jokes or that it wasn't uh-huh. aware of them. It just felt more innocent about it. It felt like at one point they may have been kind of like, this could be kind of like a fun concept to take seriously. And then they kind of go on yeah. joke, but it seems like the second one's just all joke. So I have seen the second movie. It's been a long, long time since I saw it. Do you want me to spoil one aspect for you? Like I know that I know that there's children. I know that. Yes, that's what yeah. I was exactly what I was going to do. They have little snowball children, and the snowball children are some of the main killers. <laughs> perfect, perfect. It's so bad. So it's like, it's a like gremlins, uh, he, he, but he's already wet. So. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Okay, I, I, I love this. So if I look at the IMDb page for this movie, at the very, very bottom, you know how on I, I, not IMDb, on Wikipedia, they always have, like, the categories of, like, you know, 7th generation video game consoles or Back to the Future movies, and they have that little section. Yeah. Well, they have a section for Jack Frost, and they have characters, Jack Frost Marble, film, and then they list off all the Jack Frost movies. So you see Jack Frost 1964, Jack Frost 1997, Jack Frost 1998, Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, <laughs> The Santa Claus 3, Rise of the Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, there's a Jack uh, Frost in that, Martin Sheen. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not Martin Sheen, what's his name? I think he's a Sheen. I can't remember what his name is, though. But, yeah. Don't know. Is it, so is this, is this your favorite Jack Frost film? Uh, I mean, it's basically the only Jack Frost film I've ever seen. I have not seen the Santa Claus 3. What about the little puppet one? The little little blue guy? A little blue... Like like Frosty? No, Jack Frost. Frosty the Snowman? Like Jack Frost, Uh... the the not Frosty Snowman. He's like... He's a little blue guy, and he goes around, and there's the um, Kubla Khan, and he treats... Oh, the 79 one, the TV special? Yeah. Did not see that one? I used to love that thing back in the day. That was like... That was my jam. No, no. Listen, I was a Frosty the Snowman kid. Really? I never understood Frosty. I, I never got it. Actually, I thought. Wait, it's literally in the song. It's well, no, no, I, I understood it. I just never understood the appeal. <laughs> but though, actually, I forgot. Apparently, Frosty Returns. I don't know why I was looking at this, but the cast of Frosty Returns. Uh, who is it? Yeah, John Goodman plays Frosty. Uh, Elizabeth Moss plays the main girl. Like, mm-hmm. damn. Like, 
I don't know why. Jonathan Wat- uh, Winters narrates it. Like, look, look at all these actors that are in this movie. Yeah. Frosty Returns, bad movie. Elizabeth Moss start off bad, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Always good. But yeah, definitely recommend Jack Frost. It is a wonderfully hilarious Christmas movie. But uh, we're in the Halloween season, so we're going to go ahead and do a little bit something for our next episode next. So, um, Andrew, any last thoughts on Jack Frost? Uh, no. I love it. It was great. Go watch it. Like, it if you haven't, like, honestly, like, I think it's just a great movie. Like, and, yeah. and I, it's on Amazon Prime uh, for free, so you can stream it if need be. Yeah. So do that. It's so good. Are you, uh, have you watched any other good movies this Halloween season? Uh, not at the moment. No? But I have stuff. I finished up the uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh. And I did like that. I'm only so. a couple episodes into that. Yeah, I did like that. It's a very slow burn, and it's a very different burn, but I, I, I did really like it. Did you, so. did you watch that shitty Adam Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween? Uh, no, I did not. I, it's, I, I watched that, and I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. It's bad. It's like, it's not bad. Like, well, actually, I guess it's kind of bad. I don't know. It's very, like, <laughs> it calls back to a lot of Adam Sandler's other movies, which is kind of fun, but, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, his stereotypical one where, like, it's, like, a, a guy who, it's, like, basically, like, um... What's what's that movie he's in? Waterboy. It's like I think the the kid's even last name is Dubois, or whatever. Like he mm-hmm. has the same last name, uh, but it's just like another kind of like village idiot movie. Of, but he's like trying to save the world from Halloween. Gotcha. It's weird. I don't know. It's, it's like earnest, scared, stupid, but not like that's the attempt they're trying to do, but it's not good comparatively. Uh-huh. Gotcha. I don't know. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for listening. Once again, thank you to our opening band. That is Teddy's Atlas with the Salon Horror Movie Story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. Good, good Canadian boys. And we will catch you next time.